Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Peter Porker to his Peter Parker, Michael Howard. I see someone watched Into the Spider-Verse, huh? I did. It came out today, um, and so I bought it, and I had it on while I was working, and it's still dope as hell. I knew that because that's the only reason you would know who Peter Porker is. The Spider-Ham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, duh. It's not like I like I I didn't know there was a universe of Spider-Man. I don't know why anyone didn't tell me this. I would have like I didn't realize a Spider-Man incorporated quantum physics. I would have been all over that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the thing. The nice thing about the comics, they explain pretty much every weirdo story change throughout (laughs) the history of time. And be like, I don't worry. It's a different universe. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. uh, Yeah. I am excited for the. The future of that particular franchise. Mostly, I'm excited for them to get to the the comic book storyline of into this like the Spider Verse of just vampires hunting down all Spider people across all universes and sucking their life force out. Wow! All right, that's that's something I can get into. I'm all right. I'm I'm down for that. Uh, I will say. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I will say the one thing I like didn't know. I like as soon as I saw the trailer for it like months ago, uh, and then definitely reinforced by the movie. I didn't know I needed Jake Johnson, uh, like Nick from New Girl, as Dad Bod Spider Man in my life, but damn it, it I need I did I needed it. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. but Miles Morales, uh, mm-hmm. he exists in a different universe from our current one because they have things like PDNY instead of NYPD, and every time they showed Times Square, it was like slightly odd. Correct. And then Jake Johnson, Peter Parker is our universe's spider-man possibly they don't quite make that clear but that's possibly well actually our universe as in like what we would know of spider-man from the previous movies with toby Maguire and then uh andrew garfield it's it's funny that you mentioned that because literally in the comics like they incorporate like the Spider-Man from the video game is a different universe. Spider, like Andrew Garfield, is a different universe. Okay. Uh, ever, there's, it's a completely different. Like none of them are. Like they just kind of hand wave. It's like, yeah, fuck it, I don't know. They're right. Well, yeah. I mean, what I want to know is, is Spider-Ham going to get a standalone movie? Because I would watch that. Because John Mulaney is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's. I mean, he should at least get like an animated short of uh, just yeah, John Mulaney hitting things with a cartoon hammer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Michael, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Atlanta had its annual uh, semi-truck full of chicken overturns and lights on fire cookout on 285 today. So um, that threw off my morning commute just to scooch. That seems but, to happen uh, a lot. Just food yeah. trucks over overturning and lighting on fire in Atlanta. I mean, given our history with fire on freeways, like yeah, this one turned out pretty good. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it is kind of becoming like a every six months occurrence like some sort of food stuff overturns on 285 and cooks itself well you also had that video of the guy who ran into a semi and his car lit on fire but then he just kept going mm-hmm. so that was that was impressive that i still can't believe i saw that with my own two eyes and captured it on video that was definitely the most atlanta ass shit i've ever seen did just you the guy that or instagram that because i feel like that should have been viral it's on my gram yeah um why did yeah, it not go viral because it's atlanta and it's like oh yeah this happens every every day I, Probably I should have sent it to like some news agency because I feel like it would have gotten. I, also, I cursed in the caption. I said, so this is some Atlanta ass shit, which <laughs> WSB TV ain't picking that mm. up because my potty, my potty words you blew from it. my trash mouth. Yeah. Oh, well. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, Atlanta's up to its old tricks. But, you know, we didn't burn down any infrastructure this time. So uh, fire is not possible in Chicago at the moment. So it's too cold for fire. It's just too cold for fire. It's just too cold for fire. Sorry. The elemental force fire just has no sway in Chicago. Nope, not not currently. Well, I'm excited to be there in three days. Yeah, we're gonna going be... to do so much stuff outside. Um, we're gonna you're gonna take the train from O'Hare to my house, and then you're gonna take the train from O'Hare from our house back to O'Hare. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's the only time you'll be outside. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh um, no, we might take the train to Stan's Donuts. Yeah, I, mm. I actually, I might take the train to Stan's Donuts and then back to your house, mm. uh, just if I'm being, you know, front and transparent with you. <laughs> yeah, so, Michael, I stumbled across this uh, article, and it was it was framed as a study, um, basically the impact that Americans specifically are having on Canadian forests and just destroying them. 
through our use of a toilet paper. And, um, but you know, do Canadians so, not use toilet paper? Apparently not. Certainly not to the levels that we do. Um, but also in the graphs I found, they're not even on the top 10 list, which, okay. Like a per capita um, list or, or like, yes. okay. So, and I wouldn't really bring this up, although I do have two things. Um, I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, so the original article I found was from the Weather Channel. And so I immediately, yeah, it was odd. Um, I think it's because they were talking about like global warming and like global, you know, okay. environment. But it opened up with a bullet that I just like assumed had to be a factual error because I don't know, weather.com journalists aren't really, uh, you know, the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. So it claimed that the average American uses three rolls of toilet paper per week. So like, oh, that's basically one every two days for mm-hmm. for one person. One per. It, it, so I was like, that. There's no way that has to be a that, a typo, a fact error, something. Yeah, like three. Um, like no, like one a one a week, maybe. Yep. So I dug down into it. Um, I I found the actual consumer market outlook <laughs> that shows that America by far leads the world in per capita toilet paper. Uh, and so the 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 number was a little bit off, but. Average American per capita uses 141 rolls of toilet paper each year. 141 rolls a year of that good white stuff. Are they, how are they, are we talking about a standard size roll? I mean, it clearly is not like a double roll or a mega triple roll or whatever, right? I think it's just a standard roll. Okay. So, um, (laughs) 12.7 kilograms if you want to (laughs) get, uh, we're Americans. How many pounds is that? I don't. I don't know. It's, it's uh, a lot. Um, it's uh, three so stone. The toilet paper the encyclopedia at encyclopedia.toiletpaperworld.com. Say what? Um, yes, what was that? Now? This exists. The toilet paper encyclopedia. In case you were wondering, the um, the options at the top for for different things I can look at are history and timeline, facts, manufacturers, zingers. Oh, we got zingers, zingers huh? which is great one-liners and funny comments about toilet paper. Oh, you know what? I yeah, I've always I've always thought that the funniest <laughs> jokes were just toilet paper and poop related. You know, let me let me look at one of these. Um, is it just a reprint of Uncle John's bathroom reader? No, nah, I, I mean there's some some good ones in here. Jerry Seinfeld, Alicia Silverstone, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, DIY toilet paper projects. Now this I'm into. There's one project on the board. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but they they say that a roll of toilet paper. Um, a standard sheet is four and a half inches by four and a half inches. Uh, they say okay. some people cheat, though. They'll be like, we're cheaper, but it's actually because they're like four inches by four inches instead of four and a half. Sure. Uh, and rolls can be as small as uh, 200 sheets, sounds like. Okay. So that's still a lot of sheets of toilet paper. It's, you're going through a lot. You might, you have a messy bum. Um, so I have a... There's a couple... There's so many nuggets in here gross um <laughs> that i really want to really want to get into first of all let me go through the top three uh united states uses 141 rolls per capita uh every year germany 134 united kingdom 127 and then lagging behind at a a not distant enough fourth place is japan home of the like laser guided bidet yeah and they're they're using 91 it's like that's not a significant enough reduction do they have bidets everywhere or is it just in like the major cities i mean still even if it is just major cities, i feel like that should be enough to like really put a dent but apparently not so the one thing that um the one thing that i can think of is that well not not the reason that americans somehow use 141 rolls but the reason that uh we would be so much higher than other countries um like pretty much everywhere in the united states we have new enough plumbing that mm-hmm. can handle toilet paper. So people aren't limited. They can just keep wiping their ass until their their heart's content. We're a land of large ass and leisure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas Excess like, in all things. Like when I was in Athens, Greece, you know, we stayed at a hotel that was a really old building and they were like, hey, put your poopy toilet paper in this garbage can. And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. I'm from America. Um, so, so I didn't when I was 18. I feel bad about it now, kind of, but also gross um so i I think maybe that would make you use less though yeah i think it would make you use less if you knew that it was gonna be in in a garbage next to you forever in your house because like Mm. you're not taking that out every time you go to the bathroom right 
I mean, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Like that's mm. how does that? And that's that too bad since apparently a Minoan king of Crete invented the first flushing toilet like twenty eight hundred years ago. You'd think they would really just have gotten very into the craft. Yeah, you'd think they would have really made good. Bigger. Yeah, you'd think so. But they didn't have toilet paper then. Michael, who do you think is last on this list that I have? <laughs> last? I mean, is this every country in the world? No, there's okay. ten. There's ten. Oh, out of the ten, uh, Iceland. Uh, nope, it's Brazil. They use 38 rolls per capita, which, hey, Brazil, you nasty, though. Although that is actually in line kind of with how much I use. That's one me, roll so. every 10 days or so. So Something, yeah, which seems about right to me, actually. I'm just thinking, so a family of four, they're going This is through, per capita. Right, that's what I'm saying. A family of four, though, they're going through 12 rolls a week. That's an entire mm-hmm. package of toilet paper a week. Yeah, which again, so this brings me back. So the article initially was about us decimating Canadian forests <laughs> to to do this, yeah. Um, which, yeah, it sounds like we're putting a dent in it. I can't remember if I've ever talked about this um, on this show. Uh, Michael, if I told you that I used to like years ago on my lunch break at my first job, go to my car, get a Publix like ready-made sub and then just sit and listen to the Rush Limbaugh show on the radio. Just to make myself angry because oh, so you hate yourself. Yeah, like it was not healthy, but I did it. I made myself. Like, it was just to like, to like understand what other people were thinking, trying to open my zone up. Mm-hmm. But it just really made me mad. But I still remember the moment. I have such clarity of purpose that like broke me out of this really unhealthy cycle. And it was Rush Limbaugh wasn't on the show. He had a, his host Mark Stein was in there. I don't know his co-host. I don't whatever. He was replacing him, and. He said one of the like dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. And he said, word for word, folks, Canada is basically the Saudi Arabia of two-ply toilet paper. <laughs> it was about some sort of lumber tariff. And like my I was I remember driving and my brain just shut down for about 30 seconds. I don't know how I got to where I was going or what I was doing. All I knew is that from that day out, I was going to one support canada pillaging their own natural resources <laughs> and two listen to npr on my lunch break i mean the public sub part is great yeah i mean that's that makes, the only good part of the beginning makes of the perfect story. sense mm-hmm. but none of the rest of it makes any sense is this because like people a lot of maybe it's like because a lot of americans poop at work mm-hmm. and so, so they're just they, they don't care they're not paying for it and and also they use the shittiest toilet paper it's like One thing I will say that I'm going to blame this on a couple things, not blame. Well, I'm going to blame one of them. One is a blame. One's fine. (laughs) Um, So one, growing up with sisters, uh, I will say that I and part of this might have been our uh, Christian school upbringing and uh, that told them to be ashamed and hide all of their, you know, feminine needs from us snowflake boys. Um, I'll say I never even saw a trace of uh, a feminine product when I was growing up. I assume it's because they wrapped it in 18 pounds of toilet paper and like buried it in the backyard. <laughs> but I will say also, I have seen two or not seen, but heard of too many people who wrap their entire hand in toilet paper like mummy style and just do their grim deeds back there. It's rather than folding. Yeah, it seems very unnecessary. Like, are you using are you rotating your entire hand? Like, why does the back of your hand need to be covered in toilet paper? I don't know. I don't want. Are you to know. doing like some kind of rotational thing? Like, I, any answer is bad. <laughs> Just any answer is bad. I mean, it's still better. No matter what it is, it's still better than the poop knife. Uh, <laughs> oh, somebody asked in the in the in the frequently asked questions the fact, if you will. Take I won't. That, Kush. You you know that. Um, they asked him what the best toilet paper is, and they said that there's a lot of definition definitions of best but uh cottonelle is what they use at the toilet paper world headquarters apparently okay so oh take that's that. an endorse that's yeah. a solid endorse right? though right man i'm looking at these zingers and they are not good <laughs> just like not good at all According to the American Forest and Paper Association, approximately 5.8 million tons of tissue grade, uh, uh, which is consisting of toilet and facial tissue, paper napkins, towels, diapers, are sold in the are produced in the U.S. annually. Yeah, good God, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot. I'm going to say, if anything else, this is I think convinced me to finally get myself a, a bidet attachment for yeah. my, my toilet, uh, and it's not like I'm doing that much like 
work in the bathroom. You know my you know my situation. It's like maybe once every two days. Um, so I, I am definitely dragging down this per capita consumption. I was say, but for every one of you, there has to be someone just pooping like all day. Yeah, well, I mean, our friend Dave poops at least, I think, an average of five times a day. Like, this guy, Dave, I don't even want to know what what kind of... You might as well just go up to Canada and, like, burn trees. Just burn a forest. <laughs> All right, Michael, I think we've talked about toilet paper long enough. Although I do really... I, I kind of want to lean into the Saudi Arabia oil. Like... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, get it. Except that you still have to turn the trees into toilet paper. So they're really like the side they like oil is a natural resource that comes out of the ground. Right. So like, are they implying that there is somewhere where I can mine toilet paper? No, it's still a fucking tree. I mean, it is a renewable resource to a certain point. It doesn't sound like we're being very sustainable. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying we're, we're being sustainable. I'm just saying like you can be the Saudi Arabia of trees. You can't That's be the fair. Saudi Arabia of a produced like product. It doesn't make any sense. Weird. <laughs> something made, something said on the Rush Limbaugh show just made literally no sense. That's odd. What's funny is that like what what used to be considered just absurd and insane from Rush Limbaugh like 10 years ago is like that's just normal Fox News programming at this point. It, it is it was kind of cuz I remember at the time I remember like it was about like lumber tariffs or some bullshit like that and I just I was like the vitriolic nature with which he said, like, this, like, seething hatred of Canada and their stranglehold of the global two-ply toilet paper trade. I'm just like, really, y'all? They're, they're just us. They're just our hat. Like, what? give them, give them toilet paper. Like, hey. That's it. Yeah. Just give it to them. They can have one uh, thing. They got, well, they got two things. Toilet paper and maple syrup. And, I don't know, probably, they're probably better at moose than we are. They're pretty good at moose. They're good at moose. They got three things. Give it to them. Yeah, and like ice road trucking, I think. Uh, maybe. I don't even know. But yeah, just like, again, though, like that was a, a super scorching nuclear hot take back, back in <laughs> 2008 or 2010. <laughs> Not anymore. No. Nope. That's just, that's just uh, how we do things now. That's just normal. That's, our, yeah. that's stuff our president tweets out now. So, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Justice factually incorrect. <laughs> All right, Michael, what else you got going, buddy? Uh, do you want to talk about a very, very great, um, Japanese festival? Yes. That is taking place, I believe this month. Mm -hmm. Um, it is. It's April, April. Oh, April. April 7th. If you're looking to plan a trip to Tokyo or no, wait, is this in Tokyo? Uh, nope. It is in Kawasaki. Yep. It is. Well, it's the Kanamara festival in Kawasaki. I'm not even going to try to say it. Prefecture. At the, yes. Sorry. It is the Kanamara Matsuri uh, Festival, which is a, uh, one of Tokyo's neighboring prefectures of Kawasaki, um, where they uh, kind of had a, a processional of penises through the streets. Yep. And then ends up at the Kanayama Shrine in, in there, where um, it's a fertility festival to... Yep. Honor a very, very important story. I want to say this, but just by the way, um, this website, I think, is what I obviously different countries, but this is what I wanted what's on Weibo to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like an actual digest of the craziest things coming out of a single country. Yeah, yeah. But like the crazy fun stuff and not the crazy depressing and violent stuff. Right. Uh, and it is called SoraNews24.com, which is, you know, my dog's name. So I don't know how I didn't find it earlier. Yeah. Your dog's been hiding it from you. She's mm-hmm. She actually had blocked it all of your computers. I'm not sure how you found it. I didn't know she was an influencer and a blogger. Hey. But okay, Michael, let's break down this. What is this? Okay, so what Kanamara this Matsuri uh, translates to Festival of the Steel Phallus. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. The celebration is said to be inspired by a toothy demon who once took up residence inside a woman's vagina after she rejected him. According to the tale, the demon repeatedly bit down on the woman's husband's penis, prompting her to pay a blacksmith to create a steel phallus so hard it would break the demon's teeth. The steel shaft then destroyed the demon, instantly restoring fertility, and now a phallus replica and the spirit of the blacksmith is preserved at the shrine. And they're both paraded around the neighborhood once a year uh, with 50,000 attendees at this celebration. Yeah, so there's a couple things. I mean, far be it for me to really break down mythology of any any culture. But 
I mean, and to be fair, this is does 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 sound like demon behavior, but pretty raw deal where she says no, thank you, I don't, I spurn your advances, and then he just lives in her <laughs> vagina to eat dicks. Um, that doesn't. So the I mean, the the being spurned and then trying to live all up in in a woman's vagina. I mean, that's just like that's just like some Republican shit. Right, <laughs> right. Like, oh, we've been spurned by women all of our lives, so we're gonna take residence—not like actual residence, but just law residence—trying to sure. regulate everything having to do with women's vaginas. Um, so, what we need is the law equivalent of a steel penis, a steel dick yeah. that they can break their teeth on. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. So, Michael, what does this festival entail? Other than you, it sounded like one shrine, but. I think there's more to it than that, but no, no, there's, um, there's several floats of, you know, there's the one steel one, the very, I mean, it's a majestic phallus. It is black in color, fully steel. It's on, it kind of looks like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to get sushi where you get it on a boat. Yep. yep. It's kind of like that. It's a sushi boat with a pe- the giant, pe- I mean, it's big. It's like four feet tall. There um, are multiple penises. And can I say this? It's kind of nice. Japan doesn't seem too fixated on, on veins. No. Which, I, which, is, which is nice. It's definitely not a veiny triumphant bastard, as they no, would say. In, uh, uh, I will say this. So apparently, Michael, there are multiple penises that show up every year. And so it's kind of like a Macy's Day parade, but with dicks. Like, yeah, your favorite floats and balloons are definitely showing up. But this time they're dicks. Yeah, so, so apparently, you know, typically there's one pink and one black penis that is uh, mm-hmm. paraded around. Um, there's a lot of merch, of uh, a lot of candies on sticks um, in the shape of, of penises and other random things. I mean, they kind of all look like penises, I think. It's basically a late 20s bachelorette party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, so one part of this that I, is... So apparently in the 1600s, uh, local sex workers used to pray at the shrine to protect them from sexually transmitted diseases. And uh, it's common custom for uh, everyone to just jump on a wooden penis for a ride through the parade to protect themselves from STDs. Uh, Which doesn't seem like the best sort of like that seems does seem like some American level of sex ed. But <laughs> what I is mean, the effectiveness? I would I would like like. You know, condoms are are 97 percent effective birth control or whatever, like the. The pull-out method's like fifty percent effective. Like, what is that method? Riding a big wooden penis yeah. in a in a pond, eh, ten to twenty. Although I guess it's the opposite because they're they're trying to protect against STDs. Not they want the fertility though. Right. It's kind of a a, a dual purpose yeah, yeah, yeah. wooden penis <laughs> ride. <laughs> I really want to go to this festival though. I mean, like they look like they're having a great time, and I love that they're just not like like we're so prude in the U.S. when it comes to stuff like this that like. If we try to to have a sister city, uh, you know, parade of this, I like I don't think we would be able to. I think you could maybe get close in New Orleans. I, there's so much sex positive shit in this, though. So one part of it is so after the giant piece of wood and accompanying ceremonial testicles are carried to the hot springs, which is a symbolic Separately. vagina. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of dudes carrying big wooden balls uh, by, by a group of strapping young lads um, to a a hot spring, which is a symbolic vagina. Um, they float everything in the water. A group of women wash the giant penis. And then uh, a few lucky women ride the phallus as it bobs along in the water. There's <laughs> just like a nice, there's something just very open about this, which I really appreciate. You know, I just found another festival that happens in Kamachi City uh, every year on the 15th of March. It's the Honen Matsuri, which is the harvest festival. And mm-hmm. they also have a 2.5 meter wooden phallus that gets paraded through the streets. Um, and this one draws 190,000 spectators to the uh, to the shrine. So apparently this is a this is not I mean, this is not unique to this prefecture. This is kind of a a countrywide thing. They like dicks. I think my, actually I keep uncovering little nuggets about this thing. Apparently part of the festival is they hand out like hand-drawn like calligraphy like passports explaining all the different dicks around the city (laughs) you have to go find them do you like do you have to go so when i we just booked the trip to thailand and one of the things that's happening uh like right before we get there is called this this kanburi uh monkey festival Mm -hmm. where they like they bring out all these tables of food for these monkeys which are um you know like 
sacred in the town. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to miss the festival. But then I looked it up and it turns out that you can just go to the city and there are monkeys there. It's just overrun just- with monkeys. You don't have to be there for the festival. So I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, like, if I go to this on not the festival day, is it still overrun with penises? I feel, I mean, maybe. Whatever penises the monkeys happen to grab or just will show you themselves. Um, I would say probably don't go too close to the festival because the the monkeys will be all hopped up on, you know, whatever good (laughs) penis juice is out there. Um, And I do, I feel like I don't need to say this, but I'm going to just be. You're mixing the two festivals together, which I wasn't intending to do, but. I don't care. Um, I will say I just to make sure that Dave Barnes doesn't text us this. um, Michael, do you think it's weird that there's so many festivals that just are so open and honest about penises, but Japanese porn doesn't let you see them? Oh. Hmm. Well, that's that? because it's for, like, that's that's just lewd. Like, this is... This is a celebration. This is a celebration of fertility. It's a celebration of, you know, this sacred shrine that, you know, it just happens to be the symbol is a penis. And that's just, I mean, porn's just gross, guys. That's true. And, and also, hey, we're, we're kind of neglecting one thing. It's also a celebration of the world's first robotic dick. Oh. And that's something. Okay. And, I did. And please. Can I say that? Please tell me more. That's very on brand for Japan. <laughs> I'm just saying, this guy gets a prosthetic metal dick oh, that, kills, yeah. that kills demons. That is some anime bullshit, if I've ever heard it. Like, they've been on that shit for a long time. There has to be an anime of that, right? I mean, one would have to. I mean, one would have to assume one that someone just made that on their own anyway. But yeah, I'm sure there is a an anime of just someone who has a demon living inside them, and then just randomly it hands out like she hands out steel dicks to people after their ding dongs get chewed off. It's like a corollary to Rule Thirty Four. If mm-hmm. if you can think about it, they've made an anime of it. <sighs> Particularly a porn anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I sent you a picture of the tweet from the from the other festival and basically just this this giant wooden penis just looks like a battering ram. Like it's something they mm-hmm. would wheel up to the front doors of the castle to just destroy it. And I'm it totally does look into like that. some real Lord of the Rings bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, I'm translating this tweet one second. <clears throat> so April 7th we'll, we're heading to Tokyo or to, yep. to then head to Kawasaki. Um, I'm going to assume this is a mistranslation, uh, <laughs> and it, like maybe someone tried to do an American like appellation for something here, but, uh, I translated this tweet that you sent me today. The harvest festival will be held at Komaki Lida Komaki shrine in Aichi prefecture on March 15th. The Shinto shrine is in the shape of a cockroach huge at the har- harvest festival. <laughs> I assume they were just trying to say like cock mm. just to be American mm-hmm. and then whoops. Um, yeah, that's it. I do enjoy the the title of this article is Everyone's Favorite Giant Penises Will Be Popping Out Again at This Year's Festival of the Phalluses. That's so that's two things. One again, it does speak to the just like the jovial annual like nature of this festival mm-hmm. where it's just you see all your old pals come out like Snoopy, he's floating up there. <laughs> this big wooden dick is over there. Um every year we see him, Santa waves at you. Um Japanese head headline writers can also write puns, which is nice. So on, you know, I was, I was talking about Thailand. Um, on my way mm-hmm. to Thailand, I will be passing through Beijing. So oh, I will try to collect some <laughs> on the ground stories. Yeah, put your put your ear to the ground. Get get some Weibo access, please. I will, I, I will try, but I'm also going to try <clears throat> not to end up in a Chinese prison. So oh yeah, that that fine that line. goes without saying. Fine definitely line. definitely don't do that. Um, yeah, I know our our friends over there have been a little busy. Um, so they haven't been able to send us updates from the ground, but. So yeah, Michael, any any content you can glean directly from from the tap, please share. I will. Um Michael, do you share memes with Rachel? I do. Um Does she share memes with you? Every once in a while, yeah. I'm just on the internet a lot more than she is. So yeah. if I shared with her all like every meme, she'd probably get she'd bored. Be like, please stop sending me these memes. <laughs> stop doing this. So I put them in our Slack channel instead. Yeah, which I appreciate for sure. Um, how do you what have you ever sent Rachel a meme that you thought was really funny and she just was like, "Yeah, I saw that." I don't know if I've ever sent her a meme that she admits to having seen before. And to be fair, like to your point, Rachel's not really an online creature. I mean, yeah, she's not on Twitter really. Um, 
you know, she's online for like actual content. Like she follows she's not like, on news. 4chan mining for dank memes. <laughs> no, she, she's like on news, uh, you know, Instagram where she follows a lot of design blogs and uh, pictures of dogs. Um, they're not meme heavy, if you will. Yeah, that's fair. I found an article in Mel magazine that says. Your partner's probably lying to you about all the memes you send. <laughs> and that meme deception is a far bigger issue than most couples expect. Huh. Um, meme deception. Meme deception. Uh, this basically boils down to you send your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever a meme. Okay. Because you think it's funny. A dank meme. And they have to do the mental calculus of telling you, their beloved, that either ha 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 or I already saw that. Mmm. And uh, apparently most people trend towards the ha 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 to make their partner feel like they're funnier, found something new that they can share together rather than bursting their bubble. Oh, man, I assume like unless I literally follow the source of the meme and I have seen it within like 10 minutes after it's been posted, I assume that everyone's seen it already. So typically, even if I post it in Slack, I'll be like, hey. Y'all have seen this, right? Not like, hey, this is the funniest thing I've ever found and it's new. Um, but I can, yeah, I can get that. Yeah. So, I mean, I generally assume that everyone has seen memes that I don't just because like as much as I work in digital and online, like I'm not, I'm not mining for those memes mm. on like Reddit and 4chan. Like I'm, I'm not in the trenches um, and I don't speak in memes generally. I'm just, a, I become aware of them when they hit the mainstream. You got, I mean, you um, got to be aware of them because otherwise Twitter doesn't make any sense. The one thing I do send when I find them to like either just to like friends or like, you know, just anyone to make them laugh are uh, Tumblr snapshots mm-hmm. because those are always funny. And I just assume no one's on Tumblr. So that feels safe. <laughs> I didn't even know Tumblr still existed. Uh, well, it kind of doesn't anymore because uh, uh, after Apple like made some real change about adult content, uh, Tumblr literally just banned all adult content from the platform, which is wasn't that what Tumblr was for? Yeah. That was just what Tumblr was. Yeah. So uh, it's not really, not really going anymore. Yeah, there's been a couple times where I have gone to a Tumblr page. Um, and, you know, most sites you, like that, you can fall down a rabbit hole. Uh, it doesn't take long into the rabbit hole before you're just on a porn site, like a Tumblr right. porn of some sort. It's at, it's at most the seven degrees of Kevin. <laughs> So I'm reading this article now about the memes, and I actually I'm kind of on board with the lying about it now. Yeah. Because like <laughs> there's one on here that says, You ever send Bay a funny meme and he said he say he already saw it? Like, wow, you laughed at it and didn't think that maybe I wanted to laugh too? Wow, okay. And it's like, right. yeah, okay. You sent it to me because you thought it was funny and I would enjoy it. But that means if I say I've seen it, that means that I'm I saw it. And laughed and didn't think that you wanted. I didn't. I didn't want to share right. that tiny moment of joy with you. Yeah, that is something. There's something to it. Just like there's the two levels of it. One, <laughs> I would want someone to share something with me that they found funny. Right. Just like yeah, yep. send it to me. But also, it's just like that moment of like just someone is so excited about something, even if you've seen it. Just like acknowledging, it's like oh, you think that's f-, like that shared like moment of like yeah, we both think this is funny, even if you've already seen it. Like there's no upside to like. <laughs> Don't send me memes anymore, dickhead. I'm more online than you are. <laughs> I I'm I'm not the type of person where it's like, oh, I saw the meme, and like I, I'm not, I now that I've seen it, it's not funny anymore because it's not new. Like if it's a good meme, I will laugh at it Always. like a a billion times. So that and that too. Like so, there's a quote in here. Or I think it's a tweet. Uh, basically being like. Uh, my boyfriend always sends me videos and memes that he sees on those funny Snap accounts because he doesn't have any other social media, which. I kind of get, but it's also a little insane that your only social media in 2019 is Snapchat. Um, but at this point, I just pretend it's the first time I've seen it. I don't have the heart to tell him I saw it six months ago. And I love the idea that there are just people in this world who like don't even check like Mashable or anything. And just like, like some dude just discovered the jealous girlfriend meme. And he's like, have you seen this? This is amazing. Can you believe it's a stock photo set? Oh, there what? are other photos in the set and they're all what? good. Like that is like that is precious to me. I love it so much. Similarly, there's sometimes I make jokes about like pop culture things from when <laughs> we were kids uh, that 
Rachel is just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I kind of wish she would just say, just laugh at it and be like, ha ha, yeah, I totes remember that. Um, because then I have to explain why it's funny. And when you explain it, it's not funny. Like, it's just nostalgia. And if you weren't there, then it's not nostalgic, which means it's not funny. Yeah. Like, there's nothing inherently funny about... Well, actually, there is. I was going to say the concept of moon shoes from Nickelodeon. But, like, those are... I found those hilarious at the time. Looking back, I still do. And now that I said it out loud, I think the concept of moon, trampoline shoes is still very funny. But Ooh, do those still exist? They, the technology's gotten so much better, I bet. You have to hope that trampoline shoe technology moon has improved. Moon shoes. Oh. Oh. I was right. The the technology has improved markedly. Big time toys, moon shoes, bouncy shoes. Check out these bad boys, though. Air kicks anti-gravity boots by Geospace. Anti-gravity boots? What a load yeah, of shit, Yeah, instead of like Coles. a trampoline or like... Holy fuck. Right? They look like rollerblades with industrial like springs tra- on the bottom. <laughs> They're $190. I'm not going to lie. This is absolutely the most <laughs> dangerous child's toy I've ever seen in my life. It, it the weight capacity is up to 176 pounds. I'm slightly over that, but I might try. Yeah, no, we're buying two pairs this weekend. Um, it, so it looks like those Skechers, like comfortable walk, like rounded sole shoes, <laughs> too, but gigantic. Oh, and it does look like someone just chopped the wheels off a rollerblade. I found ones put, that go up to 199 pounds. I am almost there. And these so are I will 13 say, and up. It, All right, we're get, we're definitely getting these bad boys. It does look like I can still purchase the original moon shoes, and like the promo photos still have a kid wearing stonewashed mom <laughs> jeans and a like tie-dye t-shirt <laughs> on the Amazon page. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I will say I wouldn't trust necessarily that uh, moon shoe technology has really advanced uh, because have you have you seen stories about Nike's like self-lacing smart shoes? Oh no, I haven't. So they released them uh, a couple months ago, but they just released a software update like three days ago that completely bricked the shoe. <laughs> like it, it, they're completely they, they won't lace up. You can't tighten them in any way. So they're just like worthless shoes. So there's, like wait, they, there's not even like an override where you can just lace them yourself. No, because I think they're like internal laces. They just like strap down and tighten oh. like, around your foot. So like so it's you have just, useless no, $400 shoes. It's just useless $400 like floppy shoes. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's no no utility to them whatsoever. So I'm I'm happy to see that the moon shoes stayed stupid. They didn't get they didn't get like smart tech on them. I'm surprised it hasn't, to be honest. Mm hmm. Can we can we jump on this? TM, TM, TM. Yeah, can jump we, can on we this. jump on this? And that's what they'll be called. It'll be called jump on this. Uh, but there'll be smart moon shoes that actually adjust. You can it's adjustable on your phone. As to how much moon you want. What moon gravity do you want? Do you want moon gravity? Do you want Mars gravity? Uh, Jupiter gravity. You can even go. You can even make it harder. You know. That's that the ultimate workout. Mm-hmm. Jupiter walking. Um, <laughs> just drops to Jupiter. Um, I will say I live. I think I saw some like Dateline special on how easy it was to hack a car. Like, you know, interconnected cars. I don't think I. There's no way I would trust a smartphone enabled moon shoe <laughs> with the jackals that live in society around me. No, absolutely no way. And also I would learn to hack because if I saw anyone wearing these, I would instantly put it to Jupiter, <laughs> to Jupiter ascending levels. And then like, as they were taking a step, moon gravity. See ya. Yeah. And then they fly into orbit. See you later. Bye. I want these very hover bad. shoes. Uh yeah, let's just build an Iron Man suit while we're at it. <laughs> Michael, you have any other stories for me, buddy? I guess we'll stay on the top. I don't even know what topic we're on anymore. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, whatever. So previously, we had we had brought a story about um a woman who was having her husband's tattoos um preserved as artwork after he passed yep. away. Well, this story is about a woman who is about to have her leg amputated. Her left leg is about to be surgically removed because she has peripheral uh, arterial disease. Okay. She is looking for someone who is willing to make a leather handbag from the skin on her amputated limb. 
that has to be illegal, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what the crime is, but like, <laughs> I feel like making leather goods from human men's is illegal. Like, it, it, I don't think it is though. If it's yours, <sighs> you know what's Can fun you about make this? stuff from human. Like, is it legal to make human leather? <laughs> I do. Okay, good lord. So she's the funniest part about this is the. And there's not much funny that about a woman losing her leg and wanting to use it, but <laughs> she does have sketches of what she wants to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a hand drawn sketch. So she drew a pretty nice, like a pretty good drawing of a purse, and then in it, there's like. You know, there's like a two, like a shaded area that she has helpfully labeled my skin in the middle of the bag. And then <laughs> next to the, the sketch this said, I have a prox this piece to use a 35 centimeter by 75 centimeter rectangle of of Joan. Um, so that's like an inch. That's like an inch and a half or a little bit less than an inch and a half by three inches. Yeah. Um, and then so she apparently oh, did no, like computer centimeters. Holy shit. Yeah. And then she did like a CGI of this thing of like multiple views and different like color leather configuration, not of her skin, but like of the surrounding leather on the bag. And then there's a, a says animal leather in like not quite a red circle with a line through it, like a no symbol, but like similar enough. And she's like, don't worry, it's not animal. It's just Joan. It's just, just Joan. It's just Joan. Um, hmm. Did you happen to see what inspired her to ask this question on Soport, the uh, the sewing community website? Um, well, yeah, her one. She read a request for a woman who wanted her a dress made out of uh, her mother's hair. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what Soport is, but it sounds like a human trafficking, but like human yeah, it's some human sort of crime traveling. Like this, this yeah. This is, I don't think the actual act is a crime, but I feel like, I feel like there is a crime somewhere. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, so, I, so, so, Soport actually has a blog post about this. Um, I know it's gross, but people keep their babies' umbilical cords and have relatives' ashes on display, so it's not really that weird if you think about it. And I can't argue is, with though, that, because, though. Yeah, no, no, because... Uh, your ashes stay on your on your shit. Your umbilical cord probably in a frame. Your handbag with Joan patch on it <clears throat> carries money and credit cards around, and you have to pass that money around. So by the transitive property of Joan, I, my money is full of Joan. Joan is all over my money, which by science, probably the least gross thing on the money, but still. I'm just saying a lot. Of, I mean, like leather handbags are just made out of the skin of dead animals. Mm-hmm. So but like, a good cow. So, like, I mean, what's the difference, really? I mean, it's just it's just Joan leather. I will say, can you imagine the conversation if someone's like, oh, I love your bag. Where can I get Thanks. it? Thanks, it's Joan. <laughs> Aren't you Joan? Mm. And what happened to your leg? Oh, God. Oh, God. Let me tell you. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, hold on. So, apparently, I found the post from Soport. So, they, first of all, they posted about it um, in a blog post with... The question included, who, though, are we to judge? It's like, well, geez, somebody. Um, there's a screenshot of her original request, which is just titled, My Leg Handbag, <laughs> which is an insane way to phrase that. Yeah, she should have called it her leg bag, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Oh, nope. I have one one additional crucial detail. Um so in Joan's project description on on uh, Soport, um, she includes like from my own research, the person making this handbag will need to know how to preserve skin like with animal slash leather products, and she has um, three thousand pounds set aside for this. Okay, great, good for you. Um, under the services required and additional deets, she includes uh, under the fabrics and trim section, skin used for my amputated leg, match, and preferably a fake leather material. I like that she's committed to it. She's like, no, only sustainable leather goods, which not super sustainable because it is. Uh, there's only so much Joan to go around. But <laughs> so they're gonna be but, like, oh, is that real leather in your handbag? And you're like, some of it. Yes and no. Um, 
PETA has nothing on me, mm-hmm. but I have a lot on this handbag. Mm-hmm. Like my legs. It's mostly my legs. Yeah, it's mostly, it's mostly my legs. Joke. Um, I'm sorry that you rubbed up against me on the train, um, but you did definitely rub up against my leathered skin on this handbag. Michael, there's one attachment on this project file. <laughs> the file name is skinbagsketch.jpg. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, I found the crime. Can you, like, if you just saw this and scrolled through and just kind of got down to the attachments before, and just you you saw the, the, the file name, Skinbag Sketch. Like, oh, I'm calling the cops. Yeah. You're going to jail forever. Uh, we have a new Buffalo Bill. Sensual yeah. Lambs is happening right now. All right, Michael, what do you got for me? Uh, what was that other story you were, you were alluding to? Yeah, so uh, on Reddit, r slash relationships, um, people post some weird shit, but this one... This one is like a whole level of weird that I didn't even know existed. Um, my 22F boyfriend, 24M, cut the tip of his finger off as a joke for my Valentine's Day gift. Um, I won't read the whole thing. but There's important context in it, though, from what I remember. That's there is like, some important like- context. I don't want to read the whole thing. But basically, this woman is obsessed with uh, friends. She loves everything about friends. She her hamsters are named Chicken Duck from uh, the 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 name of the ducks that were on uh, Joey and Chandler's apartment in Friends. Sure, um, it's her favorite show. She loves Phoebe and inspired her to dye her hair and go vegetarian. And this boyfriend of four and a, about four months, um, she says he's great, hilarious, smart, treats him very well. Um, so he told her that one of her gifts was Valentine or was the Friends theme. And she was like, well, it's not super romantic, but it's cool. You know, you, you paid attention to something I love. She showed up at his house holding a teddy bear, a bag full of chocolates, and an expensive tie that he had pointed out. And uh, he opens the door and he holds his hand out and says, happy Valentine's Day. It took me a second, but then I noticed the tip of his index finger was gone. I obviously asked what happened and he rolled his eyes and said, guess someone's not that big of a fan. Or something. Uh, There's no way anyone responds. Like, that is the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever heard in my life. So he grabbed the gifts from me, kissed my cheek, and told me to come to his room. I did, and he pulled up his laptop and went to his bookmarks. There was a zoomed-in picture of Chandler, so Matthew Perry's hand, and he was missing a fingertip. Apparently, Matthew Perry cut off his fingertip in some sort of accident before he got famous. So it wasn't even like a plot point on the show. It was just the character. A thing person who played the character has a finger with a missing fingertip and he thought that this out of all of the things out of the i don't know how many years but nine ten years that friends was on and all of the storylines this is what he decided to pick as the valentine's day gift was to cut off his finger so he could be more like matthew perry not even the character chandler that classic friends goof when matthew perry shows up and says hey look at my fingies (laughs) she said there were several moments of quiet before he put his hand in my face again and smirked. I asked him what the fuck he did that for. He said, I knew I loved the show and thought it would be a funny story about how for Valentine's Day, he literally cut off a part of his limb for me. This is both a serial killer and an alien at the same time. Yes, because... But is who is trying to find love. She says it looks fresh. It looked fresh. It was kind of stitched up. But like, no one's happy about having a piece of their finger cut off. There's so many. I actually have a. I just thought of this because I, I, you had sent this to me a day or so ago. Which, by the way, speaking of the meme sharing thing, I think we've developed a really bad relationship where, like, <laughs> hey, I read this horrible thing. Now you need to read it too, <laughs> which I don't think is healthy for either one of us. But uh, it's our it's life. It's healthy now. for the show. Uh, yeah, which is great. <laughs> I'm just considering the fact that obviously he didn't go to a doctor for this, like. Because no no doctor would agree to cut the tip of your finger off. Nah, he, so, he had the mandolin slice this thing himself. Well, n- n- even that, though. So if he cut the tip off, I assume he went knuckle just to make a clean cut. Uh, and then it took it to a doctor and I guess had to lie about wh- why. But to your point about the mandolin slicer, Michael, I've mandolin sliced my fingy. I, I lost I took a corner of my thumb mm-hmm. off. I did the same thing uh, with a razor sharp knife uh, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll say this. She says he held his half-heeled hand up in her face and smirked. 
when I nicked the corner of my finger with a razor sharp blade, for about eight days, all I could do was cry about how bad it hurt. Anytime I showed my finger, I would be like, <laughs> I'm a baby boy. There's no way he's, if he's a human being with feelings and nerve endings, no way. He cut his finger off and was like, eh, So wait, you think jokes. that he cut it down to the, to the knuckle? I was just thinking he like sliced like just the tip of the skin off of his finger. I mean, it sounds like he, I mean, I would say the tip of his finger is just, oh, you, okay, actually, you know what? Can I say this? If he cut just like the pad of like the beat, like the top that's of his finger off. That's what I was off, thinking. That's probably worse. <laughs> that must have hurt. Have you like literally, Michael, have you cut your finger on a mandolin slicer? I have not. I have cut into my thumbnail and down into my my skin uh, with with a pretty sharp knife. It hurts so bad. I imagine because there's, no- there's a lot of. Well, there's a lot of nerve endings in your fingertips, and then also, um, there's not a lot of skin to grow it back over. So here's the thing. I'm looking, if we're going by Matthew Perry, which apparently the source, it is uh, like below the nail of his finger. Really? Yes. Holy shit. It looks like it's his middle finger, and it looks like the top knuckle is gone. So if he committed to the bit, his very good, funny joke, his hilarious friend's joke, he took that bad boy down, I've, down to the nub. I found a um, an article. It says 13 celebs with odd bar- body parts, um, mm-hmm. and then it I'm doesn't so have intrigued. any pictures. What the fuck? Uh, worthless. Your Why worthless would you, website. What's the point? Your clickbait bullshit. Why is that the first result? Newser.com. Oh, yeah, he's missing a large portion of that finger. Mm-hmm. How did I not notice this for all of the years on a, Friends? I've never really paid much or any attention to sir matthew perry but i feel like i should have noticed this yeah i mean like he's any picture where he's holding up his hand or like i feel like you would notice that his middle finger is just a good couple like a good centimeter below his ring and index Mm -hmm. finger yeah wow okay that's even worse than i thought when i when i read the story yeah um Boy, howdy. Yeah, so she says there were zero red flags. <laughs> he was a chess player. He liked going to bar trivia. He was studying to be a paralegal. It's like, I don't know, all those are kind of red flags. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like bar trivia. I wouldn't cut off my finger. Mostly because I'm afraid of pain, I guess. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> the first I, comment like, underneath this. So I saw it on Twitter, which is um, Reddit ships. Um, and the mm-hmm, first thing is mm-hmm. underneath is a it's a blue check mark check marked person Danielle Sine. She says, "I'm offended because there is a much better friends digit removal example in a flashback Thanksgiving episode. Chandler gets part of his big toe cut off because Monica accidentally dropped a knife on it, flirting with him. That would be the proper Valentine's digit job." Now we're talking. So that makes way more like that I can get on board with because that's at least in the show. Also, how fucking insane is it that the friends writers room who had worked with matthew perry presumably for years were just like hey we're gonna make a fun digit chopping joke it's gonna be so good he's got one built in <laughs> like nah we're taking the toe. now we're doing the toe maybe he's very sensitive about the finger and didn't want to draw any attention to it i guess i mean i guess <laughs> but it's like it's just baked in so somebody Somebody on there said, never seen a better embodiment of this. And it's a picture of another tweet says men on r slash relationships. My GF interrupted some dumbass game I'm playing. Should I leave her? Women on our relationships woke up to find my BF eating dog shit. He brought it into the kitchen and was eating it. Am I being weird or is he being weird? Is it mean (laughs) if I ask him to stop? That is 100% the embodiment of of our relationships i also there's another one apparently a comment deeper down which to your to our point earlier about matthew perry missing his middle finger i have since learned from a friend that he actually cut off the wrong fingertip so he didn't even fucking get it right he just cut off a finger oh cool good job dude could this be any more of a red flag no attention to detail get it what an asshole he's gonna be a yeah i get it I'm just saying he's going to be a terrible paralegal. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no no attention to detail, yeah. No attention to detail. His uh, words per minute just went down significantly. Can I, um, yeah, because she asked the question, can I break up with someone for this? Yes. Of all the things that you should absolutely break up with people, yes, 100%. 
Like, do you think that maybe he accidentally cut it off with a mandolin slicer and he no, absolutely then not. just no, had he seems way too smug in his back? He seemed way too smug. And like, apparently he followed up with text being like, hey, I'm fine. I thought it'd be funny. Like, and it, like if it was stitched up again, unless you've drastically overset your mandolin slicer, you're not taking off more than an eighth of an inch. <laughs> if you're getting a nice, a nice slice on your on your veggies. Um Good lord. Considering there's an episode where Phoebe finds a, a thumb in a can of soda, this could have gone a lot weirder. <laughs> there are some weird fucking storylines in Friends, huh? I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to also say that the most episodes I've watched of Friends was at my dentist's office because they had it on Netflix when I was getting uh, a filling replaced a couple weeks ago because I wasn't allowed to watch Friends mm. growing up. See, I was so I was at like the perfect age uh, to watch Friends because it was always on. Oh, I was too. It was on that Thursday night. Yeah, no, I was in the I was in the sweet spot. Oh. I had Friends, The Simpsons, and uh, Seinfeld. I was not allowed to watch. Oh, so no one told uh, you life was going to be that way. Burnt your breakfast so far. Things are going great. No, I'm not even familiar with the song. I don't even know what you're talking about. A fountain? <laughs> Friends in a fountain? What? <laughs> like, no joke. I like. I honestly had no idea that Phoebe didn't show up later. I thought she was like a late season addition to the show. Because <laughs> she just seems like a late season addition <laughs> to the show. Phoebe's, Phoebe's one of the characters that I didn't really like. Uh, she was fine when I first watched it. But since I've watched ones that have been on reruns, I was like, she's actually the best character. By far. Yes. She's the only I interesting person on the entire show. When I was um, getting my uh, head drilled into um, a couple weeks ago, I felt the same. I was like, hmm, I'm only really related to Phoebe here. Uh, Everyone else can see. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that's uh, another Michael Cushing upbringing story. That was just a real tragedy. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things. I don't know how you feel, Michael. Um, if like you just missed a cultural moment, sometimes I just feel like eh, I'm not going to catch up. I, yeah, I mean, when it's, I'm never going to share in the zeitgeist, right. like it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. When it's like friends, there's yeah, especially like I, I keep making lists of movies um, for me to see and it keeps growing faster than I can see the movies on it. And it's a lot of movies that were like big in the cultural zeitgeist or like Academy Award nominees or something from years past. And it's like at this point, unless it's a unless it's a timeless movie where someone's like, oh, my God, you've never seen that. Like, I'm just never going to get yeah. there. I've gotten that, and then I watched Godfather Part Two, and I was like, "Nah, it's dog shit." And I was like, "No, thanks." Um, but <laughs> that is that might be the hottest take you've ever had on this show. Is that Godfather Two, which some people say is one of the best movies ever made, is dog shit. Personally, I can't remember ever seeing it. Out of the park. Yeah, I don't know. Probably I, I probably have seen it, but like, I can't remember anything about it. I mean, honestly, I remember watching it with our buddy Oded, and the only thing I remember about the movie was how good the deep dish pizza we ate was. <laughs> And that's it. So mm. uh, there is something yeah, about I, older movies like they're just not. And I get it. People will be like, oh, yeah, but they, you know, the tropes that a lot of movies now use were created in those movies. And I'm like, yeah, but the newer movies do it better. They've yeah. like refined it to a point where it's like much better. Pure essence of the of the. Like, trope. I don't want to drive a Model is, T. I yeah. want to drive a fucking, you know, Mustang. Yeah, a nice, sensible Ford Escape. Um, <clears throat> I will say, so just jumping, like, I think with Friends, like, I, I kind of think of, like, for a modern example, like, how I felt watching, like, season one of Lost or season one of Westworld. Like, it was, and like, Friends was must-see must TV Thursday nights. If you missed it, you missed it. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. you, you. You missed all the water cooler talk. That's how I felt with, like, with Westworld. If you... I can't imagine watching that right now and then just like going to a friend who's seen it. It's like, hey, I want to talk about Westworld. I'm like, go to Reddit, dickhead. Read the thread from last year. I, I don't have time for you. I'm over it. <laughs> See, I'm okay with uh, with t like TV shows like Westworld or Lost. Well, the way Lost ended, I wouldn't recommend anyone see it. But like <laughs> those, those movies where there's like stuff to figure out, I think can still be. Or, or TV shows that like it can still be fun to watch after the fact for your own purposes. But yeah, you don't. You miss all the talk. You miss all the the fan the theories. Moment. So I missed my friend's moment and my Seinfeld moment. And also Jerry Seinfeld's kind of a dick now. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I was watching some old uh, Seinfeld recently and he's kind of always been a dick. Mm, yeah. Like everyone on that show is, is awful to everyone and everyone else. It's like um, it's basically like always sunny 
uh, but like not as good. I mean, it really is. Like, that's they're a, all now. That's a pretty. Hot they're take. all terrible people, but like they're not as interesting individually as the people on Always Sunny. That's very true. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm with. I'm. Hey, fuck it. I'm with you. We're just knocking some hot old, takes out of the park. Yeah, fuck that old ass TV. Get some coffee, Jerry. Uh, well, Michael, I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like this show, yeah, I don't know. Um, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. Uh, we just put out episode two of season three. Uh, great time to jump in. We're gonna get back to a, eh, a weekly-ish cadence on that one, but um. Even if you've never seen 24, uh, you'll probably like it. It's just us making fun of it. And uh, it's mostly me giving hot takes about Tom Hanks being shit. Yeah. And, you know, jump on board right now so you can uh, you can see the the great, great character that is Chloe O'Brien. Um, mm-hmm. She's she really makes this season. And I think pretty yeah. much every season after this. So the all subsequent seasons hinge on the involvement of Chloe O'Brien played by the great Marilyn Light Rice Cow. I mean, so. they actually kind of do though. Like without they don't without Chloe. They don't not. Like Jack is not Jack without Jack's Chloe. Dead. I'll say that he's dead. Yep, Jack a million times yeah. over, more than he dies just in the normal run of the show. <laughs> um, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by finding us on uh, your favorite podcast app uh, by searching for Trends in Low Places. Um, when you do, please subscribe and give us a rating and or a review. That would be very nice. Um, and you can also find us on all the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at TILPcast. Please follow us there. Um, share our posts, especially when we have a new episode. For everyone who doesn't read the descriptions um, of the episodes, I... Oh, so everybody. Yeah, I highly recommend you do. They're so funny. They're so, so funny. But this last, last episode was episode 100. Um, and if you go to the blog... Uh, I actually did post something there, and uh, there's a special offer for anyone who has listened to all 100 episodes. And even if you hadn't, haven't, I will have no way of knowing. But um, you know, take a look at the blog at GoodBuddyMedia, or sorry, yeah, GoodBuddyMedia.com/blog. Mm-hmm. Um, we have made a a new new hundred uh, resolution to update it at least once a month. So we have done our do du- our I'm duty just, hey. for. February. How about this? We'll each we'll each do it once a month. Ooh. Two blog posts a month. We're just going to be burning down those content. Hell doors. yeah! Um, where we, we you know in the blog post we'll talk about uh, you know the stories we've we talked about in the show and post some pictures of just the terrible terrible things we've seen because if we have to, sorry, so do you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, check out the blog. Yeah, and um, yeah, shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia@gmail.com if yeah we'd love to hear from yep. everybody. I have a headline I kind of want to oh, read. Okay. It, I mean, it means oh, hello. nothing. Oh, well, boy, howdy. Um, researchers find 14% of sausages mislabeled in Canada, down from last study. Of mis- mislabeled as like the type of sausage they are or mislabeled as sausages when it's like a wheel of cheese or it's maple syrup. <laughs> it's actually, um, I think they just said it's scientifically genetically not sausage (laughs) but sausage isn't a oh here we go unlike the previous study that uncovered horse meat in one pork sausage sample researchers found no horse meat this time oh okay Mm -hmm. um of the 30 beef sausages tested five contained sheep four contained pork and one contained chicken so just they're just missing some ingredients just kind of got some extras in there i mean it's a sausage which to me that's just an extra spice. That's just a little extra zing of oh, ooh, what's that? I don't. Who wants a beef sausage anyways, though? Mm-hmm. Not that like guy. pork sausage is the way to go. I mean, that's the most delicious animal. Mm-hmm. And hey, I don't know if one's got an iguana in there. I mean, I'll, I'll try it out. I don't want to try a full iguana, but if you sneak some in my sausage, I'll taste it. Probably tastes like chicken. Maybe like frog legs. Michael Dan's like gonna chicken. do it for us. <laughs> Can I say this? I you know my fear of frogs. <laughs> I have such a distinct memory of eating frog legs as a kid and just being fucking into it. They're delicious. And now, if I, if someone brought me a tray of frog legs, which I remember looking very much like chicken wings, I'd barf all over the place. So, uh, Rachel found this picture nope, uh, nope, that nope, I nope, actually nope. refused to send you because I didn't want to look at it. 
And nope, I don't want. I don't want it. Um, it is a picture of a frog that ate a snake. What? But the snake was alive and it tried to crawl back out of the frog's mouth. So it's a picture of a frog with its mouth all the way open, and there is a snake inside of its throat with its mouth also all the way Stop. open. Oh my god, I am so ups- viscerally upset. Yeah, I right had now. to I see can't. it. You're lucky I didn't. I didn't send it to you. She wanted me to, and I didn't. Literally, just you describing that, I want to die. I want to die. Michael, I think that's going to do it for us as we get in trends of little places. It's been a real experience talking with you, buddy. You want enough of my life before we go? Yeah, I sure do. Hit, hit me with it. Today, it's very it's very apropos for this episode. Mm-hmm. Today, me and my hubby wanted to spice things up in the bedroom. Uh-oh. He always wanted to eat food off my body, but never wanted to deal with the mess. I get it. He got a little too excited and ended up biting up my... Biting off my nipple instead of the spaghetti. Why would you go spaghetti? I didn't know someone was capable of biting that hard for soft food. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Just a whole, oh, I want to eat food off you. Okay, so like strawberries or whatever? No, nah, I want a lasagna like on your chest, please. I need a nice bolognese. <laughs> also, you don't want to deal with the mess? Fuck you, then eat cleaner, you dick. Put a bib on, fuck face. Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends of Little Places. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.